Hey, good morning. Eight in the morning on Wednesday. What do we got here? November, November, what's 13th? Wednesday the 13th, my friends. You're listening to Buddy's Owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks. And uh, it's a bit nippy out here, chilly. It was 50 some degrees earlier. I think it's, uh, I think it's now much, much. Oh, 56 still. Wow. 56, 45. 56 with a 45% humidity. 56 with a 45, we're 35 degrees Fahrenheit on the dew point. So a bit chilly. Just checking the little uh, uh, LinkedIn here. So what did I get? Uh, probably just a notification. And uh, yeah, the computers or the the phone is a little bit delayed there. So what do we got? Bud's excited. He wants to get outside. Bud, don't you? Oh yeah, buds. And it's Wednesday. And I've got one of these uh, fancy like networking things this afternoon. So I have to dress up and head over there. Socialize this afternoon. Get out. Get out. I'm in my job search. This is like the inside scoop of the job search. Job search is lonely. It's a lonely thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. Listen to some Rob Cast stuff yesterday too while I was working out. Something to say. Yeah. So he's got tips, guides. Um, I've listened to it a couple times. I'm going to review it again. I think I took notes once before. But you are the medium, right? That's a kind of a tough concept for me anyway. Because I've had, uh, I don't know, is it just haven't had a high regard for my presence, I'm, I'm, it's kind of weird because I'm 6'5". I'm, I'm big, right? So it's kind of intimidating, I think, to other people. <laughs> I can't. And, and it's like, well, I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, I, you know, it's like, well, okay, I'm the median. Medium, medium, medium. And so are you. You're the hero. You're dialing into this is like an awesome podcast all about you, right? Right. You have you have some sarcasm in you, right? Just a little bit, you know. Maybe you're probably not as far out on the curve as I am. The, the Gaussian curve. You're probably not as sarcastic as I am. And I'm not. I guess I'm not really trying real hard <laughs> to be that way. I just am. You be you. They say sometimes. And then I've heard religious organized people like, oh, no, you can't, you can't, you be you, no, you're a sinner, don't be more sinner, don't be more that. It's like, well, guys, I don't think the abundant life is a sinless life. Ooh, that's deep. Never heard that before. Is the abundant life a sinless life? I don't think it's possible. 
So how can we have an abundant life and yet still be sinners? I haven't heard a good message on that. Should we create one together? Hey, look, look at this new concept on the podcast. Is this, am I, am I really dialoguing with you? In a way I am. Bud, why are you stuck here? I don't want to go uphill. Come on, come on. Let's go down here. Um, you know, I got to give a little attention to the dog. As my one listener said, what do you, what do you think your dog thinks? How do you think the dog feels if you're talking on the phone or doing a podcast while you're walking the dog, you know? I don't know. Bud can't tell me what, what he thinks. So I'm just assuming the best. I'm assuming he just loves getting out here and walking. And he probably likes the fact that uh, I take him on a walk. So where was I? I was on to something. We're having a conversation. The abundant life. I guess, I, you know, am I the only one who got, gets that confused? And I, I mean, if you hear that in church setting, that... Um, you know, Jesus came to that we have an abundant life. And so there's sort of, there's this undercurrent message so often in church, maybe it's the ones I go about like, hey, let's, you know, we reduce sin in your life. You got sin in your life, sin, imperfection. And, it, and it's intimidating to me, you know, I mean, it's like I'm standing in front of a seven foot people, you know, well, maybe that's, they're up on this podium, right? And it's an intimidating image. So part of the something to say concept is you're the medium, right? Where it's coming from me. And you have a message, the listener. You, you're the hero. You have your own heroic things to overcome. And uh, we, we talked about that previously, that every day there's several opportunities to be a hero. And I'm, I'm kind of liking the idea that the, the meaning, the meaning in life changes. That is, man, that is so free. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm like, <laughs> people present all these enthusiastic concepts about, yes, find your why, find your purpose, which I, I still, maybe I'm ignorant or something, but I'm still, I'm still correlating that with meaning in life. And I love the concept from Viktor Frankl that your meaning can change. And, you know, to go a little, I don't know what the word is for it, but uh, entering into the concentration camp life, I mean, it's kind of spooky, right? But it's such a blessing that the guy lived through it. And he already had a psychiatric mind, uh, doctor mind. And he was so observant, and I'm so thankful he survived and was able to record stuff for us. And that's what he felt like he found meeting, even in that crappiest. Can you cannot imagine? You cannot, I don't think anyone can imagine being in a crappier situation than what he was in. I mean, after I just, uh, you know, and to go several years in that situation, man, amazing. So there's so much depth there. When we get crushed, I mean, talk about being crushed. So like we we whine and complain about so many things in our life. It's like, dude, you're not in a concentration camp. It's like, it's like I'm guilty of that. It's like I get so, you know, so 
self-absorbed or something like, oh, this sucks, you know? And, you know, and I, and it's kind of a weird situation, right? Because I'm looking for a job. And you can't look. I mean, sometimes you can read stuff and it's like, well, you know, if you look for a job eight hours a day, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to go crazy. So, you know, like three to four hours a day of, of effort and on job searching things, networking, setting up appointments, talking to people. Um, that's all good, you know. And um, so I'm a big fan of this JT O'Donnell. And she's got a new platform out that's pretty cool. So I can find people who are also in job search in my area. And I'm kind of giving back, I guess, by talking to these people. You know, I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm giving back to others and listening to their job situations and encouraging them and things like that. So I had a call yesterday with a gal that's uh, in Phoenix somewhere. And I think she said she teaches Chinese, and I assume she was Chinese, but she's Philippine. And uh, she wants to get into mortgages and things. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll roll with it. And then it was kind of cool because, you know, we talked about different things. And for about, we kept it to an hour, you know. And I usually like to go meet people in person and, like, have a coffee and stuff. But we tried to do Skype, and my computer wasn't Skyping real well. So we just had a conversation. And um, I got a note later that, She's like, hey, I got a job interview coming up next Monday, you know, and she's excited about it. And I just gave her more encouragement to go do it. And, uh, you know, I gave her an idea, like maybe she should just call up some other mortgage companies and just say, hey, can I have five minutes? I've got an interview next Monday in this area. Maybe some people that are already in the industry can give her some good tips on what are the key characteristics for someone going for in that job so i felt like hey i'm giving back man i'm giving back and i also had an email yesterday where i'm working with this consulting company they're just getting started and uh they like to do like a one-page profile on people so there's like a lot of people in their 50s and 60s that are either retired from aerospace industry and things and they have expertise. So there's uh, other companies that might want to bring consultants in and do that. So um, I gave them like a, one of my most proud um, successes in business, I should say. And uh, so they're shaping up. They have like a marketing team to to put that in a one-page profile to do that. So they, they've been sitting on it for a couple weeks. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I got an email that says, hey, we're still working on it. And I decided like, hey, I'm going to re- give them a nice reply back and say, hey, no worries, no rush. I know you guys are great. And, uh, you know, because the reason I did it was I met the gentleman that's kind of the leader, one of the leaders or co-founders, and we had lunch together. And he's been giving me positive feedback like, uh, oh, man, Mike, I really want to help you because I really like you a lot. There you go. Do we? <laughs> and it's hard for me to get 
positive feedback. I'm just so like so imbalanced. I'm always chasing perfection and having just the exact word, you know, to be perfect or something. And the world operates so much better in a in a grace mindset, right? Like forgiving, loving, bending. And that's back to that abundant life. It's not a sinless life. It's a grace-filled life of forgiveness and understanding and compassion for others. And it's kind of, I'm, gosh, I'm going through a weird thing. And I just sent a note to um, Dubbo, who I think Dubbo lady, Carrie Phipps. She's in uh, Singapore with Frank Hagenau. I was humbug. So for some reason, there's these speakers. They go to Singapore. It's probably because that's where the place where the money is. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't figured it out. Like, why they're all going to Singapore? But Singapore is probably the Asian equivalent of New York, I guess. Apparently, so there's like the uber wealthy people there. I don't know if they have a. They, they need more Gulfstream G700s in Singapore, is what I would say. Maybe we need to have a fleet, a fleet of Singaporean corporate jets, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another hub. Yeah. Just thought of something. Maybe I should get a hold of Ken Ricky and say, hey, we need to open up. You're not we, but you, you should think, consider Singapore as a hub for FlexJet. Yeah. Yeah, let me open that up for you. That would be the kingpin of Singapore FlexJet. And uh, I'll make sure they think you're not an asshole like the guy in Minnesota, you know? I mean, he's got people surrounding him that are bullies and are bully people, right? He's got to have somebody that's like a sweet-talking, loving dude. He just loves everybody always, right? Even the assholes, right? We can love assholes, can we? (laughs) Because we can't change him from, right? You can't change an asshole. Maybe you can. Maybe you got, well, I know God can change people's hearts. But we're not God, right? So what does God ask us to do? Love everybody always. Love everyone always. Abundant life. Abundant life. Yeah. Yeah. So reading Hebrews, the last chapter, 13, and uh, reviewing 12 yesterday. Yeah, I was thinking that these these little walks with Bud, I could actually do like little mini sermons. But I don't even, that's kind of a, to use the word sermon is so official. I don't know, they're not, these aren't real uh, crisp, right? You know that. The listeners, you know this is not a crisp, thought out, prepared podcast but it's it's just full of love right it's uh transparent and you give me a lot of grace for listening which is great and it's uh arizona just clear skies again i just looking around 360 we're, we're talking blue people blue sky like you cannot imagine Every day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Dubbo, Carrie, I sent her verse one of Hebrews 13, which talks about being hospitable to strangers. I'm like, oh, well, that's Carrie Phipps and Dubbo, who's in Singapore with these speakers. And I'm like, I don't know what they do there. Who are they speaking to? And they're getting paid, I guess. It must be a big... Singapore must love getting knowledge, right? Happy speakers come in and talk to them. And people love, they probably love having people come in and bring experiences from the rest of the world, just like Frank Hagenau. And his, his signature talk is about uh, leadership without the psycho tricks or something like that psychological tricks. I really don't know his whole theme, but I, I've now following him on Facebook and LinkedIn. So he's one another one of these speakers that travels around. And that's his signature message. Um, leadership without the psycho trick. So I guess there's quite a it's probably not a surprise. Maybe it's like um, Athens on the road. And what I mean by that, it's like the Areopagus on the road. And you get paid for paid for speaking at the Areopagus, which is a biblical thing, right? It's in the Bible, people. <laughs> this, this, is, this is how like so many preachers manipulate the, the Bible. Because I can just tell you right now, it's like, well, it's very biblical that these speakers are traveling to Singapore. And then it's, you know, it's a biblical model, you know, because, you know, it says right there in the Bible that Paul went to the Areopagus, Mars Hill, you know, commonly called, referred to as Mars Hill right now. But because I like to say the word Areopagus, because it's kind of complex and it you have, you have to practice saying Areopagus over and over again. My absolute favorite comment, I think it's axed. 18, 17, 18. And Paul says, or, or the, they're Luke, Luke's writing, describing the Areopagus. And he describes it as uh, the Athenians. They love to sit around and do nothing but listen to the latest ideas. <laughs> Is that not, that's biblical, man. Yeah, yeah. So you're this is you're on this is kind of an, a pod the Areopagus podcast in a way too, because I'm well these are ideas new to me, right? So they, they may, a lot of times you might be listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I know that already. Jeez, Michael, didn't you know that already, man? And it's like, no, it's new to me. So this is the Areopagus. We're here, and we're. We're not sitting around. This is this is the movement. Movement. We're walking bud, right? And we're outside. This is this is uh, a little bit of interaction with nature, right? As we talk, as we think, as you go about your day. Bud, let's go this way. Huh? Do you want to, Bud? What? You really? What? You want to go this way, Bud? I don't think we've ever gone this way before, bud. Where are you headed? Huh? 
and uh, we're on a new track here. But I got to see if I can guide Bud down this way because I want to go over here. Let's go here. He's coming. All right, good. Good job. Areopagus. Speakers around the world. Abundance. Abundant life. Back to that. Oh, that's such a great word. And uh, because I kind of play around with Latin and Greek as I do my thing, there's actually, I'll have to figure out how to spell it exactly. But um, there's this verse that pastors love to use in, it's in Ephesians, I think, where it talks about how God is able to do immeasurably beyond all that we ask or think. And then I looked up the Latin word. It was actually supra abundantur. Super abundanter. I thought, wow, super, man. That is, it's not just abundance. It's super abundance. Something like that. My uh, amateur Latin skills. I just look at it and go, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like a polished speaker would like have that all prepared ahead of time and uh, build up to the super abundant term, Latin term, you know, and and uh, do like the reveal. Yes, there it is. Super abundant term. But this is uh, the authentic. What's up, bud? Did you get something in your, in your paw? Here, I get to be Bud's hero and get something out of his paw. Oh, bud. Oh, you got a little thorn in there. Get these out of there. And um, yeah, so I get to be the hero for Bud now. Here we go. And uh, so, yeah, this is the authentic podcast where I just, I just give it to you. There's no show here. I'm not showing off. Come on, Bud. I don't know what that is, but yeah, stop. And uh, yeah, super abundanter. Gem, as you go through your day, immeasurably beyond. I'll let you ask or think. So even if you're you know driving down the road, if you're on the freeway listening to this, you're driving 65 miles an hour down the freeway. You know, there's grace there because at any moment, uh, uh, you never know. I mean, a, a car on the other side could lose a tire and kind of freak out and cause some kind of freaky accident. I mean, I think about that sometimes too, mostly because I'm an aggressive driver. <laughs> and I just, I'm probably overconfident, you know? So on the Gaussian distribution curve, I'm probably an asshole driver, you know? I'm like, I'm not the absolute worst, but I'm probably in that general area. But, you know, so I notice, I'm like, sometimes I do think, I mean, I pause and I'm like, well, thank you, Lord, for not uh, allowing me to get into some kind of crazy accident here. Uh, even though I'm probably the most deserving of it. <laughs> if you lined up, like, who's the most deserving to get in a crazy, wild accident? That'd be me. I'm probably the most deserving. But that doesn't happen because God's good. So there's some abundant grace that I experience. So do I, I acknowledge that. So I do get it. I think I'm a little conscious about my driving. But I mean, I, I know <clears throat> I usually like to get away from everybody, you know, because I 
to me, the safest driving is when you, you're not near another car, right? I mean, that's, it must be my subconscious behaviors. I want to get space. I want space around me. I don't, I don't want to be in tight, constricted areas. I think subconsciously my mind's like, well, the fewer cars around me, then the better off we are. So I'm creating, I want space. And if that means I got to, you know, for a couple of seconds, I need to, you know, make some lanes changes and accelerate to 110 miles an hour. Well, then I'll accelerate to 110 miles an hour and get away from you. Now, observers will be like for that one or two seconds, will be like, oh, what a jerk that guy is, you know, what a jerk. And to them, that's what it is. But I, but I, there's a method to my subconscious madness. It's like, it's not like I'm competing to beat them somewhere. Because I've actually got to the point where I'm like, I can laugh and let people fly by me and go, well, I'm not prepared to, uh, I don't feel driven to try to show you that I can out race you. <laughs> I actually... I actually do have the occasional moments of rationality. And uh, in fact, I think I remember it last week, I think it was. I was I was blowing by somebody at 110 and uh, in a Ford or something. Or the guy, it was like coming onto the freeway. The guy was behind me and he started acting like he was going to try to pass me. And I'm like, nah, I don't think you should try to pass me. So then I, I punched it and probably hit 110 or something, which the guy can't do as quickly as I can. But then I, I brought it back to reality, like 65 or 75. And apparently that probably upset the guy that I was able to do that. So he uh, proceeded to fly by me later at like 90 or something. I'm like, you know, I'm going to let it go. I'm not chasing that down. It's not worth it. It's kind of dumb. And again, I and again, my philosophy is, I usually don't do. I'm not usually picking anybody out. It's none of this stuff is personal. It just happens. So the driving thing is kind of a new experience for all of us because we're in these cars and in our we we kind of bring our relationships we have with people where we're actually face to face, eye to eye, talking to them, interacting. And, some of these conversations don't go the way we want, right? So then we get out on the freeway and we think we're having conversations with people, but we're not. We're just driving. And that's why my contention is some dude cuts you off. It's not personal, man. This is it's absolutely not personal because they're just driving. And if they want to go 75 and you're going 65, well, then it's going to look like they're rude and they're like driving too crazy, right? But to them, it's just, they're just driving. It's not personal. So I, I rarely get upset anymore with anybody on the freeway because I know, or I, not that I know with certainty, but my general consensus is everybody's just kind of coasting on the freeway. It's so easy to drive. You just like sit there and most of the time it's a morning. Come on, bud. Um, most of the time, it's just cruise. It's like your brain goes into some kind of 
reserve mode of of uh, I don't know what that state is. There's a word for it, but I'm not going to try to figure it out. And you know what I'm talking about. It's just like we, you drive somewhere for 20 minutes, half hour. You've done it so many times. You're just kind of like, did I? What? How did I actually get here? What? Uh, so your brain goes into some kind of mode like that. It kind of goes with the uh, build a story brand concept too, because the message there is you got it. The message has got to be clear, right? Clarity, because our brains, our brains don't want to work too hard. And I think my brain is like an outlier in a weird way of like, no, I want to churn on things. I want to ruminate. I want to think deeply about stuff. I, uh, my brain, and I, and I, in a weird way, I'm wondering if it was my youth. I think I mentioned this before. I, in a weird way, I wonder if it's like when I smack my head and was in a coma or whatever, unconscious for three days, I wonder if that established some kind of pattern of survival pattern. I hit my head. This is this is like absolutely total BS made up this shit, okay? But I but I think <laughs> I have I have no uh, studies, no medical journals, I haven't studied a damn thing about it. But it's just my theory. It's like what I'm I'm observing my Gaussian distribution curve. And I, I get feedback that like, hey man, Michael, people don't like to go that deep about things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like people just don't want to go that deep, and and then I read build a story brand, and it's like, yeah, man, the brain, the brain just wants to like chill, it just wants a clear message, it wants it easy. So if your message is complicated and it's not clear, people just give up and go, oh, shit, this is too complicated. And so, congratulations to the listener if you're hearing these words right now. That means you've you have an active brain. You're, you're willing to see where this journey goes or journey or where this walking the dog goes, you know, walking the dog. And uh, (laughs) you have an advanced brain. You're out there on the distribution curve, right? You're, you've got a brain that's willing to check what, what's going on? What am I listening to? What, what am I hearing? Right? What, what, uh, is there any value to this? Am I am I the hero? Am I this guy? Does the guy recognize that really that you're the hero? Yeah, oh yeah, you're the hero. Yeah, you got you got your own hero life. I'm just the guide to the guide, as I say. Because I think this is where the spirit comes in, the Holy Spirit, and it's like nobody. I I just don't hear, it. or maybe I'm just not looking for it because I'm like working it out myself. And I think that's what the magic is about the. When I say magic, I'm like, what does that mean? It's because I know in Christian circles you can't say magic because that's like, ooh, that's uh, something else, right? But I, what I mean by the magic is um, that's that's where the the special, amazing mystery comes in, right? The the Holy Spirit, and we there's so much talk about Jesus, right? Jesus this, Jesus that. And, and I'm like hypersensitive to it now. And of course, I can say the words, 
yes, I love Jesus, right? But it's like, what does that mean, right? I mean, and that's why I kind of goof around with the spelling Jesus with G-E-E-Z-U-U-Z or something. Jesus. is because we, we throw that around so much like we know what we mean by that or we're, oh we're communicating but we're not it's such a it's such a complex concept it me it can take you in so many ways that uh i think it's good to have two words for jesus the real like the back off authentic jesus simple jesus and then the complex spelling of jesus the g-e-e Z-U-U-Z, for the the speakers and teachers that want to influence you in a way, their opinion about something. So they want to influence you so they, they get a little bit emotional and they go, Jesus, you know, as if just throwing those words out there is automatically going to get comprehension. And for me, with my messed up, complex mind that has to stay alive all the time, so I think I have this subconscious uh, switch in my head that says things aren't things are more complicated. Think about it. Go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. Think. 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 You know. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's me. And I'm probably a real oddball, dude. That way, very different, right? I don't know, maybe there's other podcasts like this. <laughs> but as Rob Bell says, he's like, I don't he Rob Bell does podcasts. Like, but I don't listen to podcasts. So I mean that's not that's kind of a cool thing to do. It's the blinders thing too. And it's actually for writing coaches out there, uh, a tip from uh, Rob Bell and something to say is writers have something to say. And Rob's emphasizing, sometimes you just got to put blinders on. Blind meaning um, you're, you're working on something new. You have a new message. God's calling you to express something new. And for you coaches out there, I mean, you're, you're the heroes of your own life. So that just it's nice to, I think I like that framework, heroes and guides. So you're running your own business. You're the hero of that business, but you're also a guide to your customers clients, people you work with, people you're helping, people you're coaching, are you're guiding them. But you're also a hero. So we got to play both roles in life. And by naming that, which I think build a story brand, he doesn't really talk about, you know, switching roles, but it, it's kind of implied that um, that we're going to switch that role from guide to hero, guide to hero, all day long. So it's not a bad framework to keep it. And uh, dang, I was on something. I had a little mini diversion there. But uh, it robbed the blinders, blinders, blinders. So I already know like the way I don't like things. So part of this was from a podcast episode. I think it was 256, a hymn for the curve. And he talks about people that have something, a new idea, new creation. Things can be done better, right? 
factor, Kaizen, the Japanese word for continuous improvement. And I believe there's a new consulting coming going on called Kaizen something. I don't know. Some listeners might recognize that. But Kaizen's a, a manufacturing thing too about continuous improvement. But we can it's also probably a philosophy, a way of life. Because the Japanese are so sophisticated. I'm getting off track here, but um, just tangentially. So blinders, again, blinders, blinders. So it's focus on what I'm here called to do. You too. Like, what are you called to do? And I'm easily distracted. So, right. So there's probably, there's a book called um, just move to distraction or something. Driven to distraction. That's probably my, if someone wants to put me in a box, They'd say, oh, yeah, you're, you're just ADHD. I don't buy that. It's a label, right? Or driven to distraction. I am who I am. So let's work with it. Let me let me do what I'm called here to do. And don't box me in, man. No one wants to be boxed in. You don't want to be boxed into anything. But on the other hand, the uh, the, the alternative to being boxed in is probably... Put the blinders on and drive forward, move forward with your calling to do what you're here to do. So that Rob describes that very well in his podcast. And uh, so, yeah, I got to. The listener might be shouting at me. Yeah, baby. Get your blinders on. Stop doing the podcast. They're probably not saying stop through the podcast because the podcast helps me work out some of my ideas. And uh, I probably don't need as many ideas as I do have, right? There's, I got to pull the themes. I got to sit back with the blinders on and go, okay, what does this all add up to? What am I, if I had to boil it all down into something, what am I doing? And it's like, we need to walk in the spirit. And this interactions, this love, it's abundant abundant life is having relationships with people. And kind of like love everyone always concept, you gotta I have to love myself, which is not easy to do. So if I love myself, then I can love others better. And we already know love's gonna be imperfect because that's just the condition we're in. And uh, blinders, walk in the spirit, love one another. We're different, and it's great that we're different. So let's not squeeze each other into the middle. Let's celebrate our unique outlier gifts that we have to give an outlier message. So that's what I give to the listener, my offering to the heroes out there, is to focus in on your gifts, your hero-ness, you got to overcome, and some people speak as if they've overcome. Yes, you have to overcome your inner critic, overcome your limiting beliefs, but just like the meaning of life. The limiting beliefs change every day. So it's not, it's, it's kind of a weird 
concept, right? Because like, yes, okay, I've overcome my limiting belief here, but there's going to be more limiting beliefs that come. There's going to be more self-sabotage. It never ends because this is where we are. And uh, well, I, it's, in some ways, it's kind of amazing, right? You say like, well, this podcast is kind of interesting, but you did zero preparation for it. Zero, right? I've done none other than read and let the word that I'm reading, the books I'm reading, influence me. So my preparation is taking in information, considering it, and uh, I hesitate to use the word prayer, praying, because again, that's like G, the word Jesus. Like, what does that really mean? How do I communicate what that is? This, I, I hesitate to call what I do prayer because I don't know what that is from when other people say it. They name it, but they haven't described it, right? So, and, and so my preparation for these podcasts are my life, right? 50 years, you know? How much time did you prepare for that podcast? 50 years. Is that enough? <laughs> is, that, is that enough? I'm listening to what's going on around me, which is unique to me. So it's kind of amazing. Like we all get these messages and we think, especially when we're not as mature on the curve. We're like, oh man, that dude has articulated that so well. It's so great. I, I would wish I could be like them. It's like, no, we, we don't want you to be like us, or we want you to be you and be free. And that's the abundant life. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm talking to myself here most of the time, obviously, on the podcast. We made it home. We're in the shade. <clears throat> I got some things probably to get ready for. So a nice 40, 40 some minute podcast for you. And for those of you that like to listen at 2x, that's fine. I, we speak at probably like 130 to 150 words per minute. And um, so, uh, but you can listen at almost 300. So 2x is not bad. So I have no problem with that. It's actually kind of philosophical, right? I took 50 years of my life and prepared for this podcast and I delivered it this morning. And um, and you can listen to it in 20 minutes. So quick. So may you have a grace-filled, peace-filled, mercy-filled life today. Enjoy your moment. Amen.